In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. One of the holy days of the church uh, gets lost in the shuffle, and the day that gets lost in the shuffle is Ascension Day. Ascension Day was last Thursday, and while we do the Eucharist here, Andy was the one who celebrated the Eucharist here at, eight, uh, at 1210 last uh, Thursday, and there were eight folks gathered w with him here. Hardly the way to celebrate a major holiday of the church. So in the wisdom of the church, we've transferred it to Sunday, where we have more than eight people gathered so that we can celebrate properly the Ascension Day. Ascension Day is the day that Jesus takes up and leaves uh, the company of the disciples and goes towards heaven. It's in Mount Olivet. That's where it's supposed to have taken place, just outside the walled city of Jerusalem. And if you've ever traveled particularly to Europe and gone to museums and to some churches, one of the things that you see in many of the stained glass windows in Europe is that the depiction of the Ascension is that Jesus is left and all that they have are the, the ankles is the only thing that you see. You only see Jesus' ankle. He's gone. He's departed. He's out of here. And the disciples are left behind. They're left behind, 11 of them. Remember, Matthias has not joined them yet. So 11 of them are left behind. And they're trying to figure out what's happened here. But I can tell you one thing that I know for a fact is that they probably feel a sense of absence. They probably feel some sense of absence because as you and I both know, absence is not nothing. That's a double no, which is not good English, but you can live with it today. Absence is not nothing. Absence is a great thing, and I'll tell you the truth. There can be no sense of absence if there has been no sense of presence. And the greater the amount of presence, the greater the amount of absence. You know that about your life. I know that about my life. There is, absence is the sense of a presence that has existed in our lives or, and a powerful presence in our lives. On a personal note, and parenthetically, because I'll get back to the story in just a second, as I like to stay as a, a liturgical and uh, scriptural preacher, but I have to tell you that uh, my wife and I have been doing some um, anticipatory grieving about finishing here a week from now. You all don't see her because you're sitting, sitting forward. I can see her because she's sitting in front of me. But every Sunday, um, I've noticed that my wife, as we get closer to May the 20th, my retirement day, I notice her that she's about to start crying. And a few weeks ago, I said to her, you know, what's this about? What's, what's going on? Uh, have I messed up? I mean, that's usually the first thing to ask. <laughs> have I been messing up? And she said, no, no, the problem is when people come to take communion, I remember all the stories. I remember all the stories, and I remember all the relationships. And I know that when we leave on May the 20th, all those relationships are left at St. John's Church. We, uh, many of you have asked me a number of times, said, well, where are you going to worship after you finish on May the 20th? My response has been, well, the vestry's still paying my salary, so I've been showing up on Sunday mornings at St. John's Church but eventually we're going to have to hunt for a congregation. What we won't have is the relationships. And you and I both know that relationships are what carry the day. And it is when we rent those relationships asunder, it's when we create problems for ourselves. Relationships are the ones that matter. A few years ago, about 10 years after my arrival here at St. John's Church, one of the members of the church came up to me and she said, you've changed. And I said to her, yes, I know I have changed. And I said to her, do you know why I have changed? And she said, no. And I said, because of your relationship with me. 
you have changed me. You have changed Lou and me, and we think that we're better persons because you have brought that change upon us. One of the great gifts of being a clergy is this, that you allow us into your lives at critical moments in your lives. It's the great privilege of what we do as ordained ministers. We get to participate in the birth of your children. We get to participate in the death in your family. We get to participate in the joyous moments of your life. We get to participate in the sorrowful moments of your life. We get to participate in your life. It's a great gift that you grant the clergy of your churches. You've granted it to me. You've granted it to Andy. You'll grant it to my successor. And you will give that privilege to my successor when that person arrives here at St. John's Church. But it is one of the great privileges of the ordained ministry to be able to participate in your life at those critical moments in your life to develop the relationships, the relationships that will never die. Like Lou, I anticipate, I'm doing some anticipatory grieving. Uh, I don't want to leave the relationships, but I know that I have to. And I know that I have to, as somebody said, well, if you value all these relationships so much, why are you retiring? Well, I can tell you a couple of reasons for it. Number one is that it's somebody else's turn. I've done what I could do here at St. John's Church. And St. John's needs another set of eyes and another set of ears, another set of perspective, a new direction for the church. I've done what I can do. The second one is this. I am not going to miss meetings of the building committee. <laughs> if I ever have to go in front of the DC Historical Preservation Review Board again in my life, it just can't happen. <laughs> and if I have to go before the DC Fine Arts Commission one more time in my life, I will die. <laughs> and that's why I have to depart. That's why Lou and I have to leave. But we carry the relationships. And you and I both know that absence depends on presence. And your powerful presence in our lives has changed our lives and will always have an impact on everything that we do. But let's get back to Scripture, shall we? So the disciples are gathered there at Mount Olivet, and Jesus departs, and they're trying to figure out, why is this happening? Why can't you hang around? Remember, for the disciples, Jesus has been going, they, they've been with Jesus through all of his Galilean ministry. They've been with Jesus through all of the events in Jerusalem. They've been with Jesus with the resurrected Christ over and over again. There's Tom, the Thomas episode. There's the one where he eats uh, uh, breakfast with him by the sea. There's the one he appears before in, in place by Emmaus on the road to Emmaus. All of them, all the time, they are depending on Jesus showing up. They're depending on Jesus showing up to remind them of the presence of Jesus, to remind them of the power of Jesus, and the fact that Jesus is there with them. And they can count on Jesus being there. And now he has to depart. When we've traveled to the Holy Land with our groups over the last few years, uh, John Peterson, who's been one of our guides, has said to us a number of times that uh, Jesus, the, uh, the, the ascension event, is Jesus departing so that the faith doesn't remain in that part of the world that the, main, the faith doesn't just get captured in that part of the world, in that part of the Holy Land. So when Jesus ascends, 
is a sense of the first start of the spreading of the gospel. And I've always agreed with John on that, and I think John is exactly right. But I'll tell you something else, what I think about the ascension. I think that God and Jesus know that Jesus has to depart. Jesus has got to go. And I think Jesus knows that he's got to go so that the disciples can grow in the faith. Because as long as Jesus is around, they're going to depend on Jesus to do something about it. They're going to depend on Jesus to carry the day. They're going to be depending on Jesus to appear to all of them to reinforce their own beliefs. But they're always going to count on Jesus. And Jesus knows he's got to go. He's got to get out of the way so that the disciples can grow in their faith so they can mature in their faith, so they can be all whom God created them to be. The only story that I have that I think may uh, help in understanding this is a story in our own family. My mother comes from a family of uh, five and six, six siblings, and my father comes from a family of seven siblings. So it's a pretty large family. Now, my mother and my father only had two of us, my sister and me, but we have a boatload of cousins. I mean, we have a boatload of cousins. And they, when we came from Cuba, we have been scattered throughout the United States. Some of them up in Massachusetts, some of them in California, some down in Florida, some in Washington, D.C. And when my mother retired in Tampa, Florida, she became the nerve center of the family. I would call my mother and tell her my news. My sister would call my mother and tell her her news. My cousins would call my mother and tell all their news. And I would call my mother and say, what's going on with cousin one? What's going on with cousin two? What's going on with cousin? And I would get, now, mind you, my mother embellished the stories a little bit, but that's all right. That's all part of the family lore, but she would embellish it. And I would learn all about everything going on in the family by making a phone call to my mother, the nerve center in Tampa, Florida. My mother died in 1993, and all of a sudden, all of the cousins had to determine for ourselves if we were going to be responsible in maintaining the relationships that my mother had maintained, whether we were going to be responsible for our own relationships or whether we were going to let those relationships die. We had to grow up in the relationships. As you know, all analogies fall apart, and this one falls apart. But I think it may be helpful in understanding why Jesus has to go. He's got to leave them. He's got to depart. You know, it's Mother's Day, and one of the best qualities of mothers, of course, is that the mother is not to smother. And Jesus must have been a good mother, because Jesus had to leave, had to give him room had to allow them to be responsible for their own faith, response-able, able to respond to the will of God. And without that responsibility, they would never be the human beings that God created them to be. They would never be the disciples and the apostles whom God had called them to be. And you and I both know that after Jesus' departure, when the Holy Spirit lands on them, they become ten times the human beings they were before while Jesus was around and they can only become who they are because Jesus has to go. Jesus has to depart so they can grow up in the faith. And I say to you that if that's true for the disciples, it's true for us, the modern-day disciples, don't you think? We are called to Christ and grow in the faith. We are called to be responsible. 
response able, able to respond to the will of God. When those two men in white robes, I'm willing to put all my money, that in the book of Acts when they show up, they're really angels. When those two, those two angels appear to the eleven gathered there, he says, why are you guys looking up towards heaven? That's not where the risen Christ is going to be encountered. You know where the risen Christ is going to be encountered? In the faces of everyone around you. In the faces of everyone in this community. Of the faces of everyone in this city and in this world. That's where you're going to see the risen Christ. That's what you're going to encounter, the risen Christ. It's not going up towards heaven. It's right here. And what you do matters. And what we do in the name of Christ matters because that's where the Christ is going to be encountered. That's where the risen Christ is going to be seen. Ascension Day is an important day in the life of the church. The gospel has to be spread. That's what John Peters, Peterson taught me. But I'd also like for you to consider this, that Jesus has got to depart so that the disciples you and I can grow in the faith so that you and I can be responsible, response-able, able to respond to the will of God. Amen.